Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 99, recorded live on Wednesday, April 29th, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who uh, I'm guessing hasn't been doing anything today. Dave Play. Yeah, not really. And the man who is now uh, recording during, well, I'm basically doing this as a working lunch. Andy Lowe, hi. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Of course, you just told all our listeners, but... Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not charging the government for doing this. I just... True, because it's your lunch hour. Yeah, well, I'm only supposed to take a half hour. For, well, the government only wants me to work... 40 hours per week, no more. And that's they've only had basically have like two requirements. And the second one is that for every five hours I work, I'm supposed to take a half hour break. So I'm not allowed to work more than five hours without taking a half hour break. Okay. And so normally I would work from like nine until two and then start back up again at like 2.30. But I decided I'll take my break at one, use my half hour lunch and then take basically extend my half hour lunch to an hour lunch. And so then we'll record for that hour and everything will work. Right. We just have to actually like make it an hour and not go over like we usually do. Well, we usually go over an hour because I get rid of all the stuff where we're not actually doing anything. Right. So it's, an, it's, it's a solid hour of content rather than an hour and change of... Content and shit. Yeah. Lots of ums and pauses hmm. And looking stuff up. Some of it gets into the the final product when I get to that point where once we get rid of most of the stuff and there's still stuff left and we need an hour. Right. So It it must seem like we are amazing at looking things up online. Well, we are kind of amazing at looking things up online, but we're just... Yeah, but it it must be like we have super-powered mental connections to the internet because the speed at which we look things up after you remove the speed at which we at which we look things up so anyways hi andy hi dave so i how are you not in class right now i'm done right now oh yeah graduation was last week wasn't it well uh uh, eastern's was u of m's is this weekend okay I think. I'm not graduating, though, but no, I'm but done with my classes. Yeah, when, once graduation happens, then classes are over. Uh, well, actually, with U of M, classes end well over a week before graduation. Oh. Because classes end and then exams begin. Well, I still, I still picture exams as part of the class. Right, except they're not, because they're not during class time. That is true, actually. So it actually sucks a lot, because you can have you know this wonderful schedule, you don't have a class before noon, and you get to sleep in every day, and then all of your exams are at 9 in the morning. <laughs> not that this has happened to me, but this is, it is hypothetically possible. Hypothetically possible. That's an interesting phrase. I still remember at one point, I had a whole nice, even schedule set up there, so I'd always have a class every day from like one until three, something like that, and then I have like an hour break. I had them like set up perfectly, so I had a nice break for lunch, break for basically dinner, that sort of thing. And then um, when exam time came, I basically had four exams in one day, starting at like 9 o'clock in the morning and just going until the end of the day. Hmm. That sucked. Turns out, actually, you're not allowed to basically take more than three exams in one day with Eastern's policy. So if you have a fourth exam, you can actually talk to the teacher and get it rescheduled to another time. Yep. It's the same thing over at U of M. I just really didn't want to. I'm like, you know what? I'll get all, all of them done. On like the first day, and then I found out I have one exam on the last day of exam week. Yep, that that's happened before too. To so me it's like as you well. have everything done except the one exam at the end. You're like, damn it! <laughs> really, school uh, screws up travel plans too. Oh yeah. Oh, part of me is so glad I'm not in college anymore. Yeah, well, a lot of me would like to not be in college anymore. <laughs> College, college, college. University. High school was fun. (laughs) High school was okay. I I think I just got into high school too late, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It's like freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year. I'm still trying to figure things out, trying to get everything organized. And then finally senior year, I'm like, you know, I should have fun. And it took took too long to actually have fun with it. (laughs) <laughs> I think I blame not having a car for most of that. You know, I didn't either, for that matter. 
But I lived like down the road from most of my friends, so I didn't need one. Yeah, I lived about three miles away from anybody. Yeah, but you were you were fit though. You could bike it. You did bike it. Yes, I biked it. Many a times, but I recall opening the front door and seeing you with a bike. But there, Andy, biking it is a journey on its own. Like I could drive to your house in ten minutes flat. Mm -hmm. Biking it is like an hour to forty minutes. Yeah, it's like forty-five minutes to an hour. That extra thirty, forty minutes is puts everything in a completely different context Mm -hmm. than just oh, I'm I'm ten minutes away. Right. No no problem at all. I'll be there in 10, no matter basically where you're at. And so, oh, let me get my bike and the helmet, and God forbid if it's raining. Yeah. Going down textile. Oh, God. Going down textile, driving while it's raining is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, we should probably hit topics instead of reminiscing about seven years ago. <laughs> God, it's already been that long. Uh, we graduated in 2003. Yep. It's been six years since we graduated. Well, almost six years. Because we graduated, what, around Memorial Day? June. June 10th, maybe? Possibly? I thought it was going to be earlier in June, because I remember I started working at the summer camp. Yeah, it might have been. Had... Graduation rehearsal, went home, had my grad party, next day had graduation, and then I left, basically. the Maybe it was like June 6th. After graduation, in order to get up to camp. Probably All right. June 6th, I don't know. <clears throat> Whatever, it's not important. <laughs> what is important is IBM's making a different version of Deep Blue, basically. Okay, Deep Blue's the chess computer. Yes. Um, beat Kasparov and has been beaten by him. Yeah, it's it's been back and forth between those two. So what's the another? What's the next one? Shallow pink. Well, they call it Watson, actually. Watson. Yes. Not Wilson. No. Okay. Oh, even though House is getting fun again. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was kind of upset with what they did a couple episodes ago. I know. So was I. Especially since I didn't watch any of the previews because it's on the same time as um, Big Bang Theory. And How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. So I have to download it and watch it or watch it online. Or, yeah, Hulu. Yeah. You don't need to download it. Well, Fox has their own website, but they normally post it like a week afterwards. Right. But anyway, so I watch it online, so I don't get a chance to watch any of the previews. And that's the only show where we'll, oh, Bones is on Fox as well. So unless there's a house ad during Bones, I don't really have Fox on ever. <laughs> so I didn't know it was going to happen, and I was so pissed. That they did that. Mm-hmm. But the stuff going on with House right now stemming from that is hilarious, though, because he's hallucinating. Right. Oh, so much fun. So anyways, though, Watson. Yes. Not Wilson. Watson. IBM's new computer is being designed to do what? Basically play Jeopardy. Really? The supercomputer super simply dubbed simply as question answering... Mm-hmm. Well, it's named Watson, but that's what it officially is. Is designed to have to understand the question, research it, buzz in, and then answer the question fast enough to complete to compete on Jeopardy. Hmm. You know what would be really funny? What if it were kind of like a, a, a reverse Turing test, where you just had a bunch of humans on the other side of a screen? All with really good internet connections. The question comes up. They all go search different places and then buzz in and type out the answer. <laughs> and then IBM lies and just says, "Look, we have a computer. It does it." Ah ha ha. Well, even think <clears throat> about it. Like, you're going to have to have a huge database of information for it to be able to pull from. Yeah. You're well, going to have to have the ability to comprehend the question because, like, Deep Blue, it's chess. So Deep it's just Blue is designed to just look at trees. Yeah, this is a this is a whole other ball game because it's it's more freeform. Yeah, uh, probably a lot of correlation of words, and I don't know where they're going to. Are they just going to search the internet with this thing, or I don't know. I wasn't there a Disney movie like that once where a kid had his brain turned into a computer and it was hooked up to the internet, or not hooked up to the internet, but it was still a computer. 
It's, uh, the... No, it, it, it had like downloaded the internet into his brain, and he went on a game show. He did Quiz Bowl. I have I no idea what Disney movie you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it. Damn it. Oh, well. <clears throat> so, Watson and the engineers are, are pretty clear that it's not Google. Did you watch this video of it? No, not yet. I it's wanted actually, to, though. It's a pretty cute little video. So, what would... What, okay, so what would you need for this machine to work? You need a huge database of information. You'd need an incredible database. You'd need search algorithms that are far beyond like most of the basic searches that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it would need to do some statistical analysis to correlate various words. So it would have to be able to tell... It has to understand what... Well, Jeopardy, it has to understand what the answer is so it can ask the question. Right. So it has to understand, okay, it's looking for a person or it's looking for a place or it's looking for a title of some kind. Mm-hmm. And the categories would be you know, certainly very helpful for that. Yes. But then there are also times where you got those weird categories where it's like a mishmash of answers. Right. Potpourri. Yeah, the potpourri categories are the... Um, and the other thing is you, you actually do need to have, it, uh, have a little bit of strategy if you want it to win Jeopardy. Yeah. You know, so, which question do you pick? That's probably very low on their list of priorities, though. Yeah, it's probably just the strategy is probably not going to be its main game. It's just going to try and... Well, strategy, compared to the relatively difficult task of setting up this database and the searches... Strategy, easy to program. You know, I want to start watching Jeopardy again. It's been a while. They need to put Jeopardy on Hulu. It was kind of the last time I watched Jeopardy. No joke, there was a line of the categories, which was knock, knock, who's there, Mr., and then Mr. Who. <laughs> they had put a knock, knock joke as the, as the categories. That's awesome. How was that? Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a, that's another interesting point, though. Are they going to have to write the the questions, or rather the answers, in a specific way so that the machine can play? Well, if Jeopardy is going to go along with this to actually have the machine compete, they're probably going to have to give some concession. Yeah, unless it's got voice recognition and enabled to. Uh, uh, hear Alex Trebek's voice. Oh man, misspeaking would suck. <laughs> be hilarious if it speaks in like Microsoft, uh, what, like Microsoft Bob's voice or whatever it is. <laughs> Just that generic computer voice. No, 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 no. Be even better if it spoke in Gladys's voice. <laughs> or Hal's. Oh God. I'm sorry, Al. I can't let you do that. <laughs> oh, man. What is death I wonder, and destruction? I wonder what's going to be behind the podium. <laughs> Just put one of the servers there. Right. With a little glass eye with a red light in it. Oh, um, or you could have it look like um, Kit from uh, the original Knight Rider. Oh, with, the, so with like the a little red beam going back and forth, and it's got the little, <laughs> what it looks like, the, 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 the sound wave with the voice thing. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's, we're having more fun actually thinking of how this could look rather than what actually is going to be going on. That's because neither of us have enough knowledge to really <laughs> understand what's going on. Wonder I don't if, think any of our listeners do. What happens if we ha- <coughs> What happens if Google decided to go after this as well, to have Google searches versus Watson? Um, Google uh, is more of the software, though. Yeah. I think a lot of Watson is going to be hardware designed. Which is done by IBM. Right. Now, if the two of them teamed up... Oh, God. And, ...and worked together, you know, they both lent their best engineers to the project, then it would probably be pretty damn potent. As oh, yeah. A, what is a potable? I don't know. Because you have potent potables, right? 
I think that's actually like potent potables is like alcoholic drinks, if I think. Come on, Google. Potent potables. Uh, a popular category on Jeopardy actually means strong drinks. Yeah. Cool. I knew that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, all right. Have, uh, Dave, I'm just curious. One last thing about Jeopardy. Have you ever tried okay. applying for Jeopardy at all or no? I have not. Mm. I think I actually might have for like five minutes. I said, you know what? Uh, this is not worth it. Yeah. They're, the questions to get on Jeopardy are tough. Mm-hmm. Well, they want to make sure that you'll get up there and be able to answer the questions. And not lose so horribly that you don't even get a chance to play Final Jeopardy, <laughs> which I saw one guy do. Oh, Really? Like he had, what, a negative score? Yeah, he had double Jeopardy, and it was like the very end. And so he wagered a whole lot of money. Like basically he wagered all of his money to try and like catch up with everybody else because they were like $1,000 ahead of him. Ouch. He got it wrong. Basically, he dropped down to zero. There was one more question. He got that one wrong, dropped in the negatives. Game was over. And so since he didn't have any money to wager, he couldn't play in Final Jeopardy. Ouch. Oh, man, that's got to suck. Like right before the end, and you fall off a cliff. Oh. Ouch. <clears throat> so speaking of hardware, something we've yes. talked about. Did we have, wait, have we talked about holographic disks? Holographic storage? I think we mentioned them before. We talked about the different kinds of storage that they were looking into. Yeah. Which would be holographic and genetic, like biological. Well, GE is actually announced that they're basically able to do holographic disks now. Okay. For, what's, their, what's their theoretical cap? Holographic disk with the technology it has attained could hold 500 gigabytes of data. Per disk? Per disk, 500 gigabytes. How big is a disk? Probably the, um, probably size the same size, most likely. I, I'm still so amused by how they determine the size of a CD. Just so that he could fit all of... Uh, Beethoven's the, yeah. ninth, I think it was. And now that's basically a standard size for everything? Yep. CDs, DVDs, Blu-ray, HD DVDs. What's really interesting, though, when Blu-ray was introduced, it was a 25-gigabyte disc cost $25, or right. 24-ish. GE expects that the holograph, so what, dollar-gigabyte-ish? Ish, yeah. GE expects holographic discs to cost less than $0.10 cents a gigabyte when they're released. That's still $50 a disc. But it's 500 gigabytes. Yeah, but that's what... A SATA drive is at, roughly. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. <coughs> I mean, this would be nice because it's removable and portable. Yes. But a SATA drive is roughly, a, uh, I think, 10 cents a gig. Well, magnetic hard drives have always been cheaper than any yeah. other form of storage. I, I think this holographic disc is really nice, but it's too late to the game. Are you think we're just going to stick with magnetic disks? Nope. No? Solid state drives. Solid state drives are always going to be expensive, though, compared to... All right, well... Always is a very long time, Andy, especially well, in a market-driven, computerized nation. Especially when you're talking about computers and computer equipment. Do they sell solid state drives on? Oh, solid state drives on Newegg. Let's see where mm -hmm. they're at. Da, 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 da. Oh, they're they're expensive. I think they're like ten bucks a gig. Let's see. We got a hundred and sixty gigabyte one here for six hundred and thirty dollars. Hundred and twenty-eight for four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the cheapest one is. See all of them. Sort by lowest price. That's a piece. You're looking at roughly uh, three to five dollars a gig. 
Yeah. 16 gigabyte SATA 2 internal solid state disk, $75. For how, mo- how big? 16 gigabytes. 16 for 75? Yes. Oh, did that backwards. Yeah, it's 468 a di- uh, gig. <laughs> but there are other ones that are cheaper. There's one over here for uh, the 64 gig for 200 bucks. It's only three bucks a gig. Okay. So, well, solid state Andy, drives Andy, are... What? Think about how much a gigabyte IDE drive cost when it came out. Mm. A one true. gig IDE drive costs like $400. Well, that's $400 per gig. <laughs> but still... But- that's you're starting out four hundred dollars per gig. The holographic discs are going to start out at ten cents a gig and going right. to fall. So it's going to get cheaper than right. that. But Andy, these are going to get cheaper too. The solid states. Well, rather they're not going to get cheaper. They're just going to hold more. Okay. Do you think they're going to get down to ten cents a gigabyte by twenty eleven, twenty twelve, when these holographic discs are supposed to come out? Uh, three years from now. Yes. Ooh, probably not ten cents a gig. Well, then there you go. It's but they're gonna probably c- a buck, maybe a buck fifty a gig. These holographic discs are gonna be ahead of the curve. Yes. How much is a DVD per gig? I have no idea. Let's see. DVDs are what four point seven gigs. Which is a stack of fifty now, like. $25, if that. I have no... I, you know the last time I bought DVDs? I don't even remember. I, I've, I think mine, I bought at CompUSA while they were still in business. <laughs> and I'm still just going through them. CD, DVD, media. Thank you, Newegg. No, I don't want CDs. I want DVDs. Jeez, wow, you can buy Blu-ray on here now. Yeah. 100 pack of DVDs, 20 bucks. So you're looking at two cents a DVD? Yeah. And each DVD holds four gig? <laughs> Five gig? So you're looking at like a, a, a two fifths of a cent per gig? You can't look at just the price, Andy. It doesn't make sense to do that. Well, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not saying look at the... Comparing price for all the stuff, you can't look at it because it's not apples to apples. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying is, normally, even when DVDs first came out, they were really expensive per gigabyte. Mm-hmm. When these are going to come out, they are not going to be expensive per gigabyte. Nope, but they'll be expensive per terabyte. Well, yes, but anything after a while is... Well, but Andy, that's where... The next step is going to be. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here in my computer. I have two terabytes now. Oh, shut up! I upgraded the hard drives. <laughs> I have... I don't even know what I can do to fill the space. I'm sitting here going like I could move all of my stuff off of my portable hard drives onto a hard drive, a hard drive. I let's see, seventy five gigabytes plus one hundred and eighty six gigabytes. I'm at 200-something. <laughs> 261. And I still have 70 gigabytes free. Do you, do you want a portable hard drive? <laughs> what would I use the space for? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to use two terabytes for. <laughs> Actually, I still have a 500 sitting around here somewhere. It's like the... the uh, SATA 2 500. Let's see. I've got Spacemonger on my desktop. Let's see actually what's taking up the most space on my desk. Oh, don't, don't do it right now. Spacemonger takes a while. I only have 200 gigabytes. It'll still take it like five minutes. It will not take it five minutes. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to start it right now. I'll see where it goes. 146.45. Oh, and it's done. What? It's done already. Bullshit. It's, I do, it started and it's done. Okay. Um, let's see. The biggest thing I've got going on here is music. Music is taking up 60 gigabytes. That's uh, a lot of music. Well, plus I've got everything also as uh, lossless stuff. Uh, so it's not a lot of music. It's just 
good quality. Well, let's see what iTunes tells me. How many? How much music do I have on my computer? Come on, iTunes. Where's iTunes? I've got 5.7 days worth of audio. That's a lot of audio. 2,155 songs. So you could just press play and do a round trip from here to Seattle. Yep. And not hear a repeat at all. <laughs> wow. Yeah, who needs satellite radio? I've got my computer. Right. <laughs> oh. So you, you honestly think we're going to skip the re- optical drives are going to be dead and we're going to go with solid state? I don't know. Probably. I mean, look at the capacity of a flash drive right now. What are they? Thirty-two, sixty-four gigabyte flash drives now, basically. Right. And I what have, were they? What were they a year ago? More expensive and less size. I remember my brother paid the same amount when he got me a one gigabyte for Christmas as I paid for like a four gigabyte a year later. Right. And now four gigs. Heck, I could throw four gigs in my camera without even blinking an eye because they're right. so cheap. I mean, the if you look at um, the fact that the growth is exponential, right? It goes 1 meg, 2 megs, 4 megs, 16 meg, 32, 64, 128, 256, 512, a gig. And then it just repeats that. Yeah. The thing with, with physical media like a DVD or the holographic disc is they don't really grow so this 500 gig as of 2012 is going to be nice but as of 2013 yeah as of 2014 what my my other thing is what what are you going to store on 500 gigabytes um you could store most movies in 1080p pure without any sort of compression mm mm-hmm Andy, if you if you give them the space, somebody will find out what to fill it with. Yeah, I mean, think about go back ten years, Andy. We were in high school. Yes. Did you ever think you'd need more than a gigabyte? No, no, I did not. How big is World of Warcraft, Andy? <laughs> Each patch now is like a gig. Right. Wow is something like six gig on my hard disk. I still remember I I don't even have my installed disks anymore because I have the the DVD trial. I have, I have one of the old trial DVDs. Mm-hmm. Be, the new ones now actually don't down. They don't actually install the stuff. They install the downloader. Yeah, and it runs a bunch of stuff off the server while it's downloading in the background. Mm. But I have one of the old disks that actually still installs all the files. God, that's so much easier. Yeah. I remember when Burning Crusade came out, I, I got the, the Burning Crusade discs, and I'm like, crap, I need to reinstall WoW. <laughs> Popped in the one DVD, and I was done in like a half hour. Yep. Then I have to go and f- switch out all the CDs and um, DVDs. and ugh. Do I even need two DVD drives anymore? Probably not. Because I'm looking at my computer here, and that's taking up a lot of space, because that's two optical drives. Yep. And you could probably very easily get rid of one of them. Because you have the space now. If you ever wanted to copy a disk... I have space on my hard drive. drive. Yeah, burn it to the drive. And then burn it back. Hmm. So I I did rebuild my PC, by the way. My desktop. Because your video card was too big for your old box. The video card was too big for the old box. I went out... I. Went to Computer Alley, got myself a new box, and proceeded to tear apart my old computer piece by piece and move it over. What a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The new one has has two front fans, a top fan, a side fan, and a back fan. I have two back fans, uh, one side fan. Yeah, and that's it. No, I have a fan up in the front, too. I kind of like this top fan, actually. You see, I've always been a fan of actually having the computer right in front of me rather than having it hidden underneath the desk. That's my thing. So it's like all these towers are so nice. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just a lot better, especially since I have the monitor up a little bit. So I don't 
crank my neck down, staring down at the monitor in front of me. Right. Oh, it's just one of my things that I enjoy. Well, you also enjoy your Model M keyboard. Oh, the Model M. I, I still don't understand why. It's. Have you have you played with the virtually indestructible keyboards yet? What was that? Uh, nothing. What do you mean nothing? That was nothing. <laughs> I heard something. Yes. No, you didn't. <laughs> I can go and play it back, and if you want me to, I can uh, just... That, that, that's quite all right. Have you played with the Virtually Indestructible Keyboards yet? Virtually Indestructible Keyboard on Amazon. What does it look like? Oh, it's the flexible ones that you can roll up. Yeah. They're I, really super cool. Yeah, one of my... Uh, back when uh, CompUSA was going out of business... One of my professors stopped and picked one of these up just for kicks and giggles when he was over there. Mm-hmm. Because he thought it was the coolest thing ever. It really is. I, I got to play with one the other day. They're pretty fantastic. I don't... But it's just... I don't know. It's just something about my Model M that I just enjoy. Well, that's okay. You can play with your Model M. Now, okay, there is one downside, though. When I'm playing a first-person shooter or using the WASD keys, mm-hmm. then it starts to get slightly annoying if I'm not wearing headsets because all I hear is just click, 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 So, what's next? I guess 4chan messed with Time Magazine. You know, they... They did res- so. Time Magazine did their most influential person. Yes. They did it as a poll online. Yes. And the guy who won this year is the guy who created 4chan. Yep. Moot. His handle is Moot, which so confused me for a second because I thought they were actually using the word Moot instead of his handle. <laughs> what? Um. And they did say that they detected some hacking attempts. But there's no proof that it came from 4chan. And they said that they managed to stop them. Mm-hmm. Which means that this really was just 4chan. 20 million, what was it, 20 million votes for him? Let me see what the final total is. Da, 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 da. Where's the final vote? See full results here, okay. Moot got 16 million votes. Yep. 16.7. It was 16.7 at a rating of 90 yeah. out of 100. Whereas the runner-up, who is a Filipino boxer, got 20 million, but only got a 47 out of 100. So let's see if they would... No, this, so the other guy was the uh, Malaysian politician guy, Anwar Ibrahim or something like that. Well, Filipino boxer Manny Pacquia got a larger total vote. The runner-up for the title... Okay. Yeah, uh, that's two people. Sorry. So, man, that's such a poorly written little bit yeah. in the article. Yes, Actually, yes, the whole article is. is pretty poorly written. It seems like it's written by someone who doesn't really know what's going on. Okay. It's basically, yeah, that 4chan messed around with the time. It's, if you think about it, Colbert messes around with online polls. Oh, all the time. 4chan messes around with so online does, polls. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jason Calacanis. Yeah. It's just like, if you have an online poll, you can't think of it. You can't trust it. No, you can't. I mean, it's... No, you can't trust it. That's why I'm so concerned when everyone talks about voting online. (laughs) Like, oh... (laughs) Not not the best thing in the world, no. No. Speaking of polling Mm -hmm. and poor polling... Uh, the ESA thing that you, you posted last week. Yeah. The one that we looked at and started laughing at because it was put on by ESA, Nymph. The, the gaming addiction and yes. that it was put on by Nymph and you know, might be a little biased. And yeah, the ESA is demanding like, <clears throat> excuse me, retractions on it. Yes. The ESA demands public clarification on the data. Um, I love this. Gary Langer of ABC News discovered that the study used an opt-in online convenience sample. 
mm. calling into question the quality of the data collected. If you think so about it, anybody so who's... It was really a bunch of parents who yeah. said, like, yes, my child is addicted. And these are most likely parents who visit the NIMPS website. Right. Most, they, and anybody who goes to that website most likely is going to be a member of NIMPH, and it's just... Or will be paranoid, or... Yeah, so... Um, What's really great, though, is they even spoke to representatives of Harris Interactive, which is the... They do the, all the uh, political polling and stuff. Right. So they actually went and talked to an actual polling firm. Who said, this is a dumb poll? Yeah. Please, yes. The representative reported to Mr. Langer that in order to compute a sampling error, because they wanted a sampling error of this, a survey mm-hmm. requires a probability sample. And the survey in which Dr. Gen- Gentile, based on his findings, was not a probability sample. Mm-hmm. So they actually, they don't have enough data to actually give a sampling error for this data. Nice. <sighs> I would like to point out that I'm the one that's usually critical of polls and surveys. Yes, yes, you are. I, okay. But it was it was a good thing to talk about, though, even though... No, it really was. And being able to point out that, like, they were stupid is good. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but I was... What I was trying to do with... Okay, yes, we can both say that the data was crap, but it did bring up a good idea of comparing gaming addiction versus what do we have like smoking and drinking and gambling stuff yeah look through those same qualifications for those addictions comparing it to video game addictions it, it, i used it as a topic of discussion yes which was good yes discussing things is always important <laughs> taking faulty surveys and claiming that they're real bad that's a, idea that's a problem so yeah. <laughs> going to eat some peanuts. Mm, peanuts. Assuming I can get this tin open. <laughs> Who stores things in tins, really? So, I, Dave, I know you're, you've got some. Are you still have an inherent um, automatic flinching when anybody talks about OSU? No. Okay. Why? Because when I was talking about the the Colbert article on here. People from Ohio State University used an experiment basically asking people about Colbert's political message and seeing if he was biased or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they actually found that um, a person's political ideology significantly predicted perception of Colbert's political ideology. People who are Republican think he's serious and people who are Democratic think he's satirical? Everybody thought he was funny, first off. Okay, which, well, that's good. Yeah. Conservatives were more likely to report that Colbert only pretends to be joking and generally meant what he said, while liberals were most, more likely to report that Colbert used satire and was not serious when offering political statements. <laughs> yep, I can see that because I fall right into it. Conservatism also significantly predicted perceptions that Colbert liked, disliked liberalism. Liberalism. Yes. Liberalism. Yeah. No, no T in liberalism. Well, the L sort of looks like a T. If you squint <laughs> and, and are it. like half a room away <laughs> and put your finger in front of it. Okay. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm kind of sad, though. That I, Well, but see, the thing is, like, we actually don't know. He could just be pretending to be... I'm pretty sure he's not, given what he said at the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. It was so terrible. It it was so funny, and half the humor of it was just watching everybody in the room kind of squirm when he's going on about this thing. Like, you're going to see people looking around going, okay, who invited this guy? Mm -hmm. Because they're fired. Whose bright idea was it to bring him here? (laughs) I mean, it was just that they had seen the show... And they fell into the same category as the the conservatives in the survey, where they thought he was joking about all this crap. And oh my goodness gracious! That's all I have to say is oops. Of course he's. Oh, that's he. He's. Oh, I, I don't even know like how to respond to that. It's like, yes, he's joking. It's a joke. He's on Comedy Central. Just the 
I think like if you think about it, it just makes yeah. sense that he's joking. Yep. But I I guess people want to see in others what they see in themselves. Oh yeah. Our our perception of reality is tainted by our wants and desires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Colbert. <laughs> Did he end up getting that toilet named after him? Um, no, he didn't get a toilet named after him. He got a uh, treadmill named after him. Aww. But NASA actually went and named the treadmill, so its acronym spelled out Colbert. <laughs> the acronym is Colbert? Yes. Oh my god. I wonder that if had it... to be a pain in the ass to come up with. <laughs> Tread... Let's see. Colbert treadmill. I suppose if... NASA, like, if anyone's good at making up acronyms, NASA really got it pretty top-notch. What is it called? Um, Combined Operational Load-Bearing External Resistance Treadmill. Yes. I had to find it on there, but there it is, yeah. (laughs) The Colbert. It's not a TLA, but it's... It's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, leave it to NASA. Oh, I'm a little upset that they didn't take Serenity. Yeah, that is true. I was expe- I was expecting that one to to be the pick. Mm-hmm. But it was the number one. Yeah, and it seemed to fit with all the other ones. NASA just said nope. <laughs> it's like the thing where you you ask everybody their opinion, and you're like, well, it does okay. We'll. Uh... <laughs> Who wants Coke? I do, I do. Who wants Pepsi? No one. Okay, we're having Pepsi. What? <laughs> well, since I have Pepsi here, we'll have Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Why'd you ask us? I wanted to get you involved. <laughs> I wanted to give you the illusion of having a choice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this one here, um, the what's wrong with me, it turns out, since we since the very beginning, we've always said my memory sucks. Episode one. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's most likely a problem with my hippocampus. Yeah, that would be the memory center of the brain. Well, it, it found that um, they had a bunch of rats, and they basically broke the, the the hippocampus into basically three sections, where it's like the two outer ends and then the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, the, the middle of the hippocampus, the intermediate region, was messed up, and uh, the 30 and 40% of the ends were fine. The rats were horrible at remembering things. But if, if you messed up the ends and left the middle fine, they were still... They were okay. Yep. Huh. So it seems that the middle of my hippocampus has a little bit of something funky with it. Oh, I doubt that. I think you just have bad memory. Well, this, it might be the reason because something wrong with my hippocampus. Okay. So the the study that you posted here is just interesting about they're they're learning more about memory storage. Yes. And how, where it's stored and how it's stored. Yes. Okay. I that thought is it was cool. I thought it was kind of fun. Where they're this rat. This this is hilarious. They they put um they put rats um in a water maze where they actually had to swim to find a platform. Oh. And they changed the platform's location, mm-hmm. and then they messed with the neuro, like they gave them neurotoxins to mess with the hippocampus, and they had to see if the rats could remember how to get oh. through the maze in order to find the uh, platform. The poor rats! I could see somebody over there like drop them in and be like, "Swim, sink or swim, <laughs> literally, <laughs> swim or you will die." All right, what's this PSP Go? PSP Go is currently a a rumor or a collection of rumors that have come together uh, and gotten some unofficial confirmation, which means it's still a rumor. But it's supposed to be the next generation of PSP, which Sony is going to be announcing at E3 in June. Ooh. It should be in stores in Japan by September and U.S. by November. And I'll tell you, the the picture that's up here is a mock-up. If they put on a second analog stick, I might consider that. Where would they put the analog stick? I'm looking at this image. You see that little black dot? Uh, right of the D-pad. Oh, 
That's an analog stick. That's a tiny analog stick. Yeah, it's an analog nub. So you think about it like, I'm looking at my controller here. Okay, yes, I could see the size of the D-pad and the the four buttons. It's probably going to be the same size as the 360 controller. But the the, PS controller or... Basically any console Mm -hmm. controller. But the analog buttons, which I still think are almost... They seem slightly small even for the controller itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that one's going to be tiny. Yeah. Well, it's the size that it is now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but they're also ditching the UMD. Oh, Chalk wow. up another failed media for Sony. So let's see. What is mini so- disc what? Mi- mini discs. I don't know. Okay. I still know some people who still use mini discs because they've got hardware for mini discs set up. Right. Because we still use them every once in a while at the radio station because it's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's they use. I, mean, I would just freaking use a flash drive now. But we still use mini discs at the radio station. Let's see. Uh, okay, Blu ray actually was a success. Blu ray is a stopgap. <laughs> but go on. No, I'm not a fanboy. <laughs> No, I, I really, I, I really try to be HD impartial. I, I do try to be impartial. At this point, I'd probably be saying that HD DVD was a stopgap if it had won. Um. All right. So we have UMD is UMD's I guess out now, which gone. means that they're going to be doing a lot of downloadable content. Ooh. Which means a lot of old games might be all of a sudden available. So it's a rumor. Don't put too much faith in it, but it's an interesting one. What happened to laser discs? They're around. They failed, but they're around. So, Andy. Yes. This is uh, one part that this next thing that you posted, something that I'm, I'm very interested in. And at some point, I need to learn how to do this. Yes. Okay, so this the, is dry. Go the, for it. The reason why. Jalopnik posted this. It says in the article, um, Ford's trying to basically do a grassroots campaign for the Ford Fiesta when it's finally coming to the U.S. Finally coming to the U.S. What Should is it? the Ford Fiesta? It's one of Ford's ultra-cheap, ultra-compact... Basically, it's like the new Focus sort of thing. It's always been a little tiny European car. It's a, it's basically their version of the, the Focus, or not the Focus, like the, the Taurus, that sort of thing. There's a little tiny Ford okay. car that's cheap, but it's trying to be a little bit on the sporty side. Okay. But it's always only been really in Europe. It's never really been a U.S. car. And they're finally bringing it out in, what, 2011, 2010, something like that? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. It was... Europe, let's see, Europe, Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, Venezuela, China, India, and South Africa. Uh, there also was uh, Japan and Australia. And I guess it was briefly sold in the U.S., but not that much. And now it's finally coming back. But anyway, um, they wanted to start up a grassroots campaign. So they actually had a contest to see who was really into the, the social media stuff, like Twitter and YouTube and that sort of thing. And they were going to give 100 fiestas to 100 of those people for them to just say whatever they wanted to say about it. And hmm. Ford literally told them, we don't care what you, you do. It, like if you diss it. Yeah, we don't care if, if you say things good, bad, indifferent. We just want you to talk about it. This is all the uh, all media is good media? Basically, yeah. And so they wanted basically to have people who are big into social networks and who have lots of followers. Like this person who won this, the one that the article talks about, 5,000 followers on Twitter and 24,000 subscribers to her YouTube. Hmm. I wonder how many followers I have on Twitter at this point. Go on. All right. So, um, the only problem is all of these cars are stick shift. Well, stick shift cars are cheaper. Actually, um, it's not all the ways the case now. Really? Yeah. Sometimes you actually have to pay more for a manual transmission. Yeah, but don't they get better fuel economy? 
most of the time. Well, some of the automatic transmissions now are actually able to be on par, if not better, with automatic transmission versus manual transmission. Depends on how you're driving, where you're driving, that sort of thing. Mm. But um, it's a really interesting fact is that only 6% of new cars now are sold with a manual transmission in the U.S. Well, no one buys them. I know. No one wants. No one knows how to drive them. <laughs> that's that's the thing is nobody knows how to drive them now, so nobody's going to buy a manual transmission, and so that just okay. stops <clears throat> manual trans. So Dilopnik is literally basically going, oh, okay, all these people have no idea how to drive a uh, a stick shift. So here's one. Here's basically ten easy steps of how to drive a stick shift. And uh, I'll say this: reading it. And doing it are two very different things. Yes. But it's kind of funny is, as we all know from the cross-country trip, people need to learn how to drive a stick shift so oh God, I yes. don't have to. <laughs> oh, very much, yes. Oh, poor Andy. Oh, two years in a row. I thought <laughs> we had it figured out after the first year. At least you didn't have to do it last year. No, I was just one of the three people who drove my van back and forth. Right. So, funny story, I may end up taking the CCST this year. <laughs> Damn it, there goes all my making fun of you for flying. Well, Mo had a spot in his, possibly had a spot in his van. Oh, you're going to be driving the awesome van? Yeah, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Damn it, I actually kind of want to drive the awesome van just to see what it's like. Well, what are you driving this year? Uh, last are time, you driving this year? Last time I heard I'm going to be sh- driving with Yosh in his minivan. Okay, that shouldn't be too bad. So that's the, that was the one problem with the van is it got okay gas mileage on the highway, but as soon as we hit the mountains, we were dropping down into single digits trying to keep up with everybody doing like 80 over the mountains. Yeah, I can't imagine that the awesome van will go very quickly through the mountains either. No. That's the one thing I would love to see is Mo trying to go over the Continental Divide outside of Butte in that van. Because <laughs> I know if somebody, if one of those guys who's not used to driving a big vehicle is driving, he's just going to floor it down there. And you're just going to see that the van keep on jumping from third to fourth gear just over and over again. <laughs> oh. But I do have I'm to checking, say, uh, flight prices right now actually. Uh, right around three thirty, it's two hundred something if you fly out of Chicago. Two two thirty, I think. Really? Yeah, it's cheaper to fly out of Chicago than it is to fly out of Detroit. That's not bad. And I'm equal distance between the two of them. Hold on, I think I might actually have it saved in my kayak. Kayak. Recent searches: Chicago to Seattle on the weekend for packs. Searching, searching, searching. Leaving Thursday, coming back Sunday? Uh, I do believe so. Leaving Thursday or coming back... I have leaving Thursday, coming back Monday, but it's still $238 either day. Hmm. I couldn't count on you to drive me to Chicago because you'd already be on your way to... Let's see, by Thursday you'd be in Montana. Mm-hmm. $237 out of O'Hare. That's not bad. Nope. That might be worth looking into. I will be doing part of the CCST no matter what. Yeah, because you're going to be driving to... Uh... I'm driving to South Bend. Yes. I'm taking Cuzza to South Bend. can't believe Cuzza's flying into DTW. Eh. So I can actually uh, like officially be on the CCST for that portion of it. I can meet up with the Canadians out in Dexter and then go out to Marshall, meet up with you... And then, or I guess, I don't know, would you be driving to Marshall and then all of you leaving there, or would Yosh just come swing by and pick you up? Most likely Yosh would swing by and pick me up, because I'm on the way. Okay. So, and Yosh is on the way for us, so we could meet up with him, and then those three or four cars could meet up with you, and then down to South Bend. I can't believe you're going to be driving all the way to South Bend from Detroit, and then back. Whatever. (laughs) It's not that bad a drive. It's only like eight hours round trip. <laughs> only eight hours round trip. Well, when you're talking about doing it as part of a 50-some-odd-hour one-way, <clears throat> eight hours really isn't that bad. 52 hours one way. What, what did we do it? 32 hours, 36 hours on the way back? 32 hours. Yeah. That was just crazy. 
that was not. <laughs> well, but part of that is we were driving alone. It was yeah. just our car. And it was so a lot need, easier with the gas stops where it's like. We, yeah. If, as part of the convoy, stopping took at least half an hour, period. Yeah. We got uh, it down to 15 minutes in Montana for a couple of the stops. But it was right. still, it's still 15 minutes minimum, half hour normally. Right. And then we for have the us, hour breaks. By ourselves, we were in and out in like five minutes. Yeah. We had that thing down. But we need to hit the random topic because you need to get back to work. Yes, yes, I do. All right, random topic. I rolled ahead of time, and I've been waiting for this one for a little bit. (laughs) Who would win in a fist fight, Andy or Dave? That's been a random topic. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs? Kickboxing? No. Well, I don't know. Who would win in a... It said fist fight. It does say fist fight. So no weapons. No. Damn. I think I could probably get you in a weapons match. Well, yeah, if you bring a gun to a knife fight. No, no, I mean, like, all, all other things being equal, we get the same weapons. I think I could probably beat you in a weapons match. What do you mean you think you could beat me in a weapons match? I think I could probably beat you in a weapons match. When's the last time you held a sword, Andy? Long, long time ago. When's the last there time you, you fired a gun? Uh, a real one or yes. a laser one? A real one. Never. Okay. You? Years. Okay. I, I have a feeling it's not that hard as long as you, you know, don't lock your elbows and use two hands. And... But, okay. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Just bare hands. Mano a mano. Yes. Literally. Yes. Ten, hand to hand. Yep. Um, Who would... I'm honestly going to say me. That's... I don't know. I, I got some pretty good upper body strength. <laughs> Dave, just to let um, you know, I have been going to the gym for the past couple of months. Oh, crap. <laughs> Andy's going to and Next time I see him, he's just going to be, like, built. Well, I haven't actually gained any weight, really. Mm-hmm. I saw you last week, though. You didn't yeah. look, you know, like, buff. I am well, still... You didn't look any more buff than you usually do. I am still hovering right around 135 pounds. Woohoo! You and me both. But I, you know what I should do? I should go to the gym because they have one of those little things that will send electric shock through your body to, in order to find your body fat percentage. Okay, that's kind of odd. Yeah, well, it measures uh, your electrical conductivity, and since water is a better conductor right. than fat, right? It'll basi- it basically finds your water percentage of your body of water, so it takes your weight and your height, and then figures out how much fat you have in your body that, or basically everything in your body that's not water. Hmm. What? Oh, um, you don't happen to have like a like a a, a tape measure around anywhere, like a Taylor tape no. measure? No, not near me. Oh, so you were s- doing like the the diameter of the muscle or something yeah the the navy i think it's the navy does a bmi test with just measuring like your your hips your neck and your uh chest or something like that i don't have one near me oh it would be i don't know if i even have one in the apartment navy bmi calculator body fat calculator (laughs) probably around like nine percent i don't know i did take karate for a while yeah, every kid took karate for a little bit. Did you? Yes. How long? I got a yellow belt. It was yellow belt when I quit. Okay. So I was able to progress up one tier. Yeah. I think I actually got like two tiers. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Okay, but fist fights. I honestly would say that I would kick your ass. Uh, you know, I'd say it would be pretty close. I don't think you'd kick my ass. I think you might win, but I don't think you'd kick my ass. I think it would be close. Searching Google for boxing ring Ann Arbor. (laughs) A2 Fight Club Boxing. It's on Plaza Drive. Andy, we are not going to go boxing. Oh, come on. No. What? Oh. 